Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And welcome into the final post game edition, at least for baseball anyway, post game edition of the Rebel Report. Uh, last one of the year as Ole Miss loses heavily to Arizona in game three of the Super Regional. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. And again, as you guys know, if you've been listening to these for the last couple of weeks, got to be quiet with uh, sharing a wall with my sleeping son. These uh, these late start times have not been good for uh, for audio uh, recording. That's for sure. I've got to keep it down. So please forgive me for uh, for that. Um, in the spirit of full disclosure, I have started this recording as Ole Miss is down 13 to nothing, or 13 to 1. Uh, can't take that one away. 13 to 1. Uh, it's the bottom of the seventh. Arizona has two on and one out. And I figured I could record this, and if anything dramatic happens and changes everything, um, I can re-record it. <laughs> uh, but for now, I figure... Uh, now's as good a time as any. Maybe I can actually get a little bit of sleep tonight. Uh, little guy's going through some sleep regression, so haven't gotten much over the weekend, plus these late starts haven't been good for that. But you guys don't care about that. You uh, you want to talk baseball. And so here's what I'm going to do tonight, because if this result holds, and I suspect it will, there's going to be a lot of conversation about the future of the program and, and postseason success or lack thereof. And stuff like that. I've got a lot of feelings on that. I've got a lot of thoughts on that. Um, I'm going to save those for a Tuesday recording. Uh, because in part, I just really want to talk about the game and, and what happened here. Specifically, the pitching situation. And then the offense not showing up. So I want to talk about the game itself in a vacuum. And then we'll do big picture things. Uh, let's call it Tuesday morning, I think is the plan for right now. Because I think... Um, whether it's realistic still or not, the candidacy of Mike Bianco for the LSU job, I think we'll get a little bit more clarity tomorrow um, on whether or not that's still real. I think some information will come out in that regard tomorrow. So we'll be able to have that conversation. And it still needs to be had regardless if we get anything on the uh, LSU front tomorrow um, about the future of the program and why this keeps happening. These are two consecutive embarrassing losses in super regional finales. Um, Arizona is a really good team, the best offense in the country, but it's another really embarrassing, um, non-competitive loss in a super regional. So why is this happening? Future of the program, postseason success, lack thereof, all that stuff, that kind of conversation I'm going to have with you uh, later this week because it's an important one. It's one that I think I need to be prepared for. Um, and also, I think we're going to get some clarity on the LSU job here soon. Uh, I do, I stand by, I don't think anything has changed uh, what I said on Friday on the live stream. I think Mike Bianco is a realistic candidate for a lot of reasons. And um, if he is offered that conversation that we're going to have this week about the program and all that stuff will be a very different, much easier one to have for, uh, for sure. 
But I'm going to talk about the game itself tonight. First, I do want to remind you the podcast is brought to you a uh, brought to you by ABS of Mississippi Advantage Business Systems, based in Jackson, but they service the entire state. It's a family-owned and operated business, and they've been around since 1976. It's an office technology solution company. So what they do is uh, provide IT services like IT projects for cloud storage or data security, document management. Uh, voice over IP phone systems, unified communications, mail machines, shipping, copiers, printers, stuff like that. Uh, that is what Advantage Business Systems can do for you. If you want a complimentary office technology assessment or just to find out more about what ABS can do for you, call 601-362-9192. That's 601-362-9192. Or visit absms.com when you call them. You get a live person on the phone. When they service you, you get a tech located in your backyard. If you're in Mississippi, um, they have a tech located in your area. Live person every time, a Mississippi company wanting to help other Mississippi companies. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs. I hope you made a stop by and saw Greg and told him that uh, that I sent you. And it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. Summer's coming. Summer's here. It's hot and miserable this weekend. But the best thing to do during the summer around here is throw something on the grill or smoker. Best selection of meat in this state. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Let them do the cooking for you. But tell the good people at LB's and at ABS that I sent you. So as I sit right now, again, it's um, it's 13 to 1. Um. Arizona has 16 hits as of right now. Ole Miss has three with the uh, the one run. So I've been kind of going back and forth on Twitter because this game, quite frankly, has been um, been a pretty tough one. Uh, so specifically about the decision to start Taylor Broadway, I want to get to that in a second because I do feel pretty strongly about um, that decision being the correct one. And again, I, I want this game in this recording to be about this game in this regional, this super regional in a vacuum. I want it to exist in a vacuum. Um, we'll have the postseason success and stuff conversation later um, because there's a lot of things to criticize Mike Bianco for. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to not believe in him because of what has happened in games like this, there, there's there's certainly reason for that. But I think in this case, the right decision was made. And honestly, if you disagree, it doesn't really matter because I think the result would have been the same nonetheless. But the problem is Ole Miss was never, ever beating Arizona, scoring one run, ever. It, was, it wasn't going to happen. This is by far the best offense that they have seen all season long. It is um, a team that very much lived up to their statistics. They were statistically the best offense in college baseball, and they proved it. And today, in what they're doing today, in what they did on Friday, just further shows how special Doug Nikhazy is. Because um, he largely kept them in check, and he had to work his tail off. I mean, he really had to work. Um, and he was on one. Yesterday, I mean, he was on one. He was really sharp, really good yesterday, and he had to work. Uh, this is an offense that works counts on like one that I've seen all year long. Fouling off pitches and fouling off pitches and fouling off pitches until you make a mistake, and then they absolutely punish you 
for those mistakes. This Arizona offense is special. It's really special. There's no way, even with an elite-level performance from Broadway and an elite-level performance from anybody else that came out of that bullpen for Ole Miss today, they weren't winning. You weren't winning with just one run. It's another awful day offensively um, against a team that, I mean, they're deep, deep into their depleted bullpen. There is nothing special that Arizona is throwing at this team. And Doug Day yesterday was an exception. In the last game of the regional against a depleted bullpen in Southern Miss was an exception because the last few weeks, this offense has been struggling and struggling really, really bad. I mean, since they went to Athens, you know, they beat Vanderbilt and then they go to Athens and they stunk in Athens and they stunk in Hoover and largely they stunk last week. And two of the three games this weekend, they were completely non-competitive offensively. And that's the story. That That's why this is happening. That's the story. As of right now, it's still bottom seven. Um, there's two outs in the inning for whatever it's worth. Um, almost has three hits, and it's McCants, Dunhurst, and Leatherwood. And um, Elko, poor, poor Tim Elko, has given you everything he could possibly give you. And he's just been off, really off this weekend. And, and that just, you, you hate if this is um, his last season. I I hope not, and I hope it's not for you because he's just a joy, but... Um, if this is his last season, going out like this kind of stinks because he's a hell of a player and, and a hell of a competitor. And I was not being hyperbolic when I say that he should be immortalized in the stadium somewhere, somehow, for, for what he did for that program this season. Um, that's how he should be viewed and looked at. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt about it. That's how he should be viewed and looked at. Um, but he's really struggled this week, and offensively Ole Miss has just been pathetic. And they're not going to win anything. I mean, you you weren't beating this Arizona team uh, playing offense like this. It wasn't going to happen. And I mean, they've got um, they've got some soul searching to do. I, I it's a young team. I mean, they return a bunch of these not a bunch of these guys back, and there's a lot of talent there. But the last few weeks, uh, they either. Um, reality either set in or they picked the absolute worst time to enter into a slump because this is a bad one and um doesn't matter who started tonight didn't matter who pitched tonight it just doesn't matter if Doug Nikhazy's not on the mound Ole Miss is not competitive right now uh, or this weekend they haven't been competitive this weekend offensively it's crazy how different they look when Doug's on the mound it's it's like it's a completely different team but it was like this in Athens. It was like this in Hoover. If a shortstop against Florida State can read a scouting report and not rush a throw on Tim Elko, almost doesn't win the regional, likely doesn't win the regional. And uh, this weekend, then the two games without Doug, they stunk. And uh, that's your story. That's your story. It has nothing to do with Broadway or any other pitching decision. Um, stunk it up offensively. And uh, if you guys remember, I mean, that's what happened in Fayetteville two years ago in the Super Regional. I mean, Ole Miss gave up a bunch of runs that day. I think it was 14, but um, you're not winning a game three in a Super Regional scoring one run. So, um, really tough. 
And on the flip side, Arizona is just elite. I mean, the way they're able to work counts um, in, in the depth. Every hitter can do it too. They work counts, they foul off pitches, and they punish mistakes. And, and he, they even punish pitches that aren't mistakes. Uh, the the double, I think it was in the first uh, that Broadway gave up. I, I mean, that wasn't a bad pitch. It, it was a fastball that uh, hit his spot. It had uh, arm side run on on a left handed hitter who just. Poked. I mean, why well, he he hit it to the wall? He didn't poke it, but uh, it was a good pitch. It was a good location, and the kid still reached down and got it and sent it opposite way. I mean, this is an incredibly impressive Arizona team that just works pitchers and works pitchers and works pitchers, and even when they're on, doesn't look like they're on. But if there's if there's any any mistake, they punish you for it. What a difference! between the two teams in that regard, working counts, punishing mistakes, uh, difference between Arizona and Ole Miss there. And that brings me to the decision to start Taylor Broadway tonight. I said before the game, um, here's what I said. This is on Twitter. I said before the game. Um, if I can find it. Ole Miss start. Broadway is a good move. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But he can't come in and save a game you're already losing. He's the best bullet you have. You might as well fire it when you know it counts. Obviously, it did not work for Ole Miss tonight. Taylor Broadway uh, was credited giving up six earned runs. I think he came out of the game with five on the board. Uh, Only struck out two in three innings, eight hits. It did not work for Mike Bianco and Ole Miss. It didn't work. Um, I still think it was the right decision, though. And I know some of you disagree with that. What I would caution, uh, some of you anyway, uh, is that, one, it's very easy to make decisions with the benefit of hindsight. And it's very easy to make decisions when you know that the result is bad. A bad result does not necessarily mean a bad decision. No, Taylor Broadway hasn't started a game. Yes, he's a closer. I'm aware that it's a different mentality. I'm aware. But the other options instead of Taylor Broadway were who? Doherty, who has started two games. The freshman, who has started two games all season long. So it's not like he's a surefire option ahead of Broadway anyway. And by the way, when he came in the game, Arizona absolutely smoked him. Or I guess it would have been McDaniel. He's got, what, a dozen starts on the year. And he's given up 30 runs in his last seven appearances, including getting absolutely shelled by Southern Miss last week. You're telling me those are better options than the ones you put out there. I saw some people say, well, you don't experiment. Broadway's a closer. He should have stayed in that role and things maybe would have been better. I mean, sure, maybe they would have. Maybe they would have. But bringing Taylor Broadway in a game that's 10 to 1 and you're on the losing side of it, I mean, what's what's the difference at that point? He's your best arm. It's the best offense in America. Your hope is that he could try to put up a bunch of zeros early and let your offense score some runs, and you hang on for dear life later. Because I promise you, the other two options would not have done any better. You, you could not, you can't sit here and say that now you know that it was a mistake 
because McDaniel could have done better. Sure, he could have, but it's more likely that it would have gone the same way it did, if not worse, for Broadway. And same thing with Doherty. I, I, I just, you can criticize Bianco for not having better options, I suppose, but going to Broadway to start the game is sound and logic. It makes sense. It's not a bad decision. It just didn't work. It simply just didn't work. Your other options, your other options are the freshman with two starts in his career or a sophomore, like I said, that's given up 30 runs in his last seven outings, and he got shelled by Southern Miss last week. Well, the mentality is different. Yeah, sure, it is. It is. But Broadway's better than the two of them, and it didn't work for him. It likely wouldn't have worked for them either, and the result is very much the same, if not worse. You're out of options. You were out of options. It was either start your closer to try to have him throw meaningful pitches. Because, I mean, come on, could you imagine losing a super regional? Losing a super regional where your second best pitcher behind Nikhazy, your best bullpen arm, only threw in the third game in which you were getting blown out? Now, Mike Bianco explained it well uh, on the broadcast early in the game. He explained it well. He's our best bullet, and you got to fire it when it counts. It's very easy to criticize that decision in hindsight because it didn't work. Bad result does not mean bad decision. I, I, I cannot possibly hear an argument that says that it would have worked out differently if Doherty or McDaniel would have started, that it would have been better if they would have started, that the result would have been different. You can't argue that. It was sound and logic. It just didn't work. You can say, I understand why he did it. It makes sense. I wouldn't have. And I, I hear that. That's not who I'm talking to. It's the ones that say it was only a bad decision. You don't do stuff. that. Yeah, you do. It just didn't work. Dave Van Horn did it today. He's been to the College World Series a bunch. He left cops in too long today. That was his problem. But starting his best bullpen arm a day after he pitched, by the way, uh, that was a good decision, and it worked. He just kept him in too long. It's not unprecedented at all. It's not unprecedented at all. It just didn't work. There's a lot of things you can criticize Mike Bianco for. We'll get to that this week, I promise you. But today, I mean, again, and you can also criticize for not having more people ready for this moment. I'd hear that. I'd hear that for sure. Um, Ole Miss scored a run. Um, Jacob Gonzalez hit a home run. That kid already is a star. He's going to be elite when, when he's already probably elite too. Um, hell of a player already. I mean, just great in the field and otherwise. So. He homered, so it's 15, by the way, 15 to 2 now in the uh, the top of the eighth. Um, I'm not going to do the hindsight thing. I'm not going to do it. It wouldn't have made a difference. Starting McDaniel tonight, would, I, mean, I mean, come on, guys. Did you watch last week? 
Did you see what happened last week against a decidedly worse offense? The decision was fine. It just didn't work. Arizona's better than Ole Miss. That's what it comes down to. Arizona's much better than Ole Miss. And we can talk about the reasons for that. And I'd hear that. Should they be is a really good question. Should they be this much better than Ole Miss? That's a good question. But I'm not going to question the decision to start Broadway tonight. That's two different things here. Um, Two different conversations to be had. Should Ole Miss be in this position? That's That's a different conversation than should they have started with Broadway tonight. You know what I mean? Different things, different conversations. Um, And that's one I'm willing to have. I had it earlier this season. I uh, caused a riff with a coworker because of how I feel about it. Because honestly, this is it's it's not defensible. The lack of postseason success is it can't be spun. I don't like the spin. It can't be spun. It's a glaring mark on the resume. It is. No denying it. It's 15 to 2 right now in the eighth in a rubber match in a super regional. 15 to 2. Getting here took a remarkable coaching job, a really good coaching job. This season in a vacuum um, should be looked at differently than some others. But it's still a, another one of those years. But again, I'm 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 going into it. I don't want to. I didn't plan on it. I'm not going to. We'll do this later. Tonight, Ole Miss got or is getting blown out. Um, didn't matter who started when. Doesn't matter. Um, offensively, they didn't show up. Arizona is better on offense. They take better approaches. Um, they're better. They're a better team. Sometimes the better team wins. The question is, should they be? Should they be? So this will wrap up the season. Um, and now a really interesting few days are coming with uh, with the LSU job. Um, really interesting few days coming. So... <laughs> Vegas Rebs chimes in. I said, uh, at what point can I start the postgame recap? I'd like to sleep for at least a little bit this weekend. He said, they scored hella runs. We didn't. (laughs) It's really what it comes down to. That is an incredibly impressive offense. I mean, just working counts. and it's um, They're really good. They're really, really, really good. So, anyway. I think that'll do it for me. I, there's really not much to say here. I mean, the score speaks to itself, speaks for itself. Um, check out the live stream in the morning. I'll do a lot of the big picture conversation on there as well. But if uh, if you guys don't, I'll wait for some clarity on the LSU search, and then I'll come back to you with, uh, with as much as I can gather. And uh, we'll find out what happens from there. So. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always glad that uh, that you are uh, are with me and um, on to football. Your football program is an exciting one. At least you have that. So, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll uh, talk to you here uh, in a day or two, just depending on when that news comes out and, and what I can gather. But check out the stream in the morning. 
And I would love to hear from you on there as well. The one thing I hate about this right here is um, the lack of feedback and conversation from you guys. Talking to myself, is, as, I, as I've learned, is really hard to cover everything I want to cover. Talking literally just to myself. It's weird. Um, that's why I love the live stream so much. I can hear from you guys. So check that out tomorrow. And uh, we can talk about it. I'd love to hear from you. So I'll see you then. Try to enjoy the rest of your night. And um, we'll talk to you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.